Operation Confidence proudly presents American Divisible Heroes Talk Radio Show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Consuelo Mackey, co-host, Air Force veteran Matt Davidson, announcers Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment segment host, Charles Whitehead, U.S. Army veteran and strategies for host segment host, Dr. Kathy Cash, U.S. Army veteran and lifeline for women veterans segment host, Martha Elena Varela, National Director of Faith Services, Chaplain, and Veterans in Recovery segment host, Anthony Akinfora, and U.S. Air Force veteran and incarcerated to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. America's invisible hero. Invisible hero. Operation Confidence is a grassroots nonprofit. The organization's mission is to provide stable housing for veterans who have experienced homelessness, as well as providing a wide range of supportive services. To help accomplish our goal, a successful landowner has donated land for the project, a world-renowned architect has offered to design the houses, and construction classes from the local community colleges will take part in building the houses. Your support and donations are needed. To get involved, please visit our website at www.operationconfidence.org or email info at operationconfidence.com. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Americans Invisible Heroes, a show that is dedicated to our veterans and their families. Yes, I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, Executive Director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence. I'm not a veteran, but my heart goes out to our American heroes, especially those who are disabled and have experienced homelessness. American Invisible Heroes now has a new format for the show. We are having our co-hosts to come on and give them an hour show, or they can invite a guest to participate in that in that hour show time. So I'm going to have our sweetheart and board member. Taylor Richardson to introduce our co-host for today. Take the way, Taylor. We have U.S. Army Reserve veteran Charles Whitehead, who is a board member and entertainment host. And we have U.S. Army Reserve veteran Martha Varela. And She's her on our advisory board. She is on our advisory board. Right. Welcome back, Martha. Thank Welcome you. You've been missed. You have been Thank missed. You. I've been gone. And Welcome. typo, I'm a, a National Guard veteran. Okay, national. Offense to Charles. Our reserve veteran. But I'm a national guard. Okay. But no, I have missed you guys, and it's good to be back. I'm excited um, to kind of come back into the swing of things and had some some health issues that I had to seam out, but we're good. And so I'm happy to be back. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm going to read a little bit about you, and then I'm going to have you take it away, okay? Awesome. As Martha has worked for various nonprofits, including the Obama Foundation, LA Family Housing, Volunteers of America, 
the National Veterans Foundation, Catholic Charities, Boys and Girls Club, and Head Start. Martha also owns her own small business online, Martha's Closet. She was also a member of the United States Army where she received an honorable discharge for her 10 years of service with the Minnesota Army National Guard as a combat medic. She is extremely excited and honored to be the new executive director of the PVA, or Paralyzed Veterans of America, California chapter. Originally from Zacatecas, Mexico, Martha has focused more than 20 years of her nonprofit experience in the inner city communities of St. Paul and Minneapolis, Minnesota and Los Angeles, California. Martha has developed and managed various leadership development programs, academic and career enrichment programs and health and life skill development programs. Martha is also a youth basketball coach and has coached for the Minnesota State High School League, Park, Parks and Recreation, Boys and Girls Club, and her local Booster Athletic Club. Martha also has an extensive network of community resources and tirelessly advocates for the basic needs of others, including military veterans. Martha received her undergraduate degree from the University of Minnesota, where she independently designed an interdepartmental Bachelor of Science degree in social work, youth studies, and multicultural studies. Martha was active in her university community, working for the Office of Multicultural and Academic Affairs, the President's Chicano Latino Advisory Board, the Chicano Latino Learning Resources or Resource Centers, El Puente Mentor Program, the Student Parent Help Center, and the Minnesota Women's Center. Martha recently graduated from the prestigious National Urban Fellowship Program. She received her Master's of Public Administration from the City University, New York, Baruch College, Austin Marks School of Public and International Affairs in New York City. She was selected to do her intern internship at the California Endowment in Los Angeles, California. So without further ado, welcome the PBA California's Chapter New Executive Director, Martha. Yeah, oh, thank you. Girl. <laughs> Hearing all that makes me tired. I'm gonna have to shorten that, shorten that down a bit. I was like, ma'am, how thank are you, you doing all this? this I got tired of listening. <laughs> doing too much. That's right. Uh, <laughs> sit down no. somewhere. Thank you. And I have been sitting down for about the last six months. As uh, Charles could tell you, in May, I was literally like on my hands and knees crawling from point A to point B. So it definitely has been a uh, very pivotal time for me. Um, I'm very excited to still be in this space, uh, helping space of working with veterans. And so that has been um, my mission. Um, definitely in this last four and a half years, I've been in California. So I have been um, honored and excited to work with Operation Confidence, who has helped me um, during a very pivotal transition point of arriving to California and also a very uh, instrumental part of helping me become the newer executive director at the PVA, where I also have had the honor to meet both of you and also working uh, closely with Charles Whitehead, who was also um, very involved in the PVA California chapter as well. You know, guys, I did not know that Charles was a member for 20 years. Really? Charles is another one. If we looked at your your uh, 
your profile, Charles, you you got me, you got me beat with all the stuff you did there. But it's it's been twenty years. Hey, I, you know, I forgot all about it. <laughs> so, and I and you know, having met Consuela now about what four years ago, time has been flying by. Has it gone by? Man, it's been a blink of an eye. It seems like, but so just very again, very very happy to be back. Um, I missed you guys and I'm excited to kind of contribute to the new format of the show um, and kind of get back to business with my focus on some of the women vets. And I think that that's a beautiful connection that Consuela and I have met since the very beginning or made since the very beginning. So I'm very excited to, to also help spearhead and move forward some of the efforts of Operation Confidence in terms of the women veterans right. um, as we're looking at housing and resources. So happy to be back, guys. All right. Happy to have you. So take it away, girlfriend. Okay. You got a lot to share. Okay. Um, first, I want to talk a little bit about and acknowledge the Hispanic Heritage Month, which is observed from September 15th to October 15th of every year. Um, there is also weaved in some of the uh, Mexican Independence Day on September 16th and also some of the other various uh Latino cultures or countries are also celebrating Mex or celebrating their independence days within that month. So it's a very, uh, very diverse month every year or very diverse month of every year between September 15th and October 15th. So it recognizes a lot of the histories, the cultures and contributions um, of other American ancestors who came from Spain, Mexico, the Caribbean, Central and South America. The celebration began in 1968 under President Lyndon Johnson and was expanded by President Ronald Reagan in 1988 to cover a 30-day period. It was enacted into law on August 17th of 1988. And a theme, the theme for 2023 is Todos Somos Somos Uno. We are all, we are one. So if you haven't had a chance to go on take to take advantage of some of these cultural celebrations that are happening, um, I know they started next weekend and will be going on for about a month. Yeah, so throughout, the, throughout Los Angeles and other other states as well. Yep, and I seen some like uh, some stuff too, kind of close by downtown LA. A lot of stuff going on, so yeah, that's a easy place to get to. Um, so today I wanted to talk just a little bit about women veterans and kind of highlight what I have been doing behind the scenes, although I haven't been around um, on the show for uh, a little bit of time, I have been doing some background work with some very um, important and very powerful women, some of whom are veterans, um, some who are not. And I think most of you kind of remember um, Anita Graves, who had come on the show probably about a year ago now, um, who has been kind of helping in the background get together some of these administrative uh, documents together for Operation Confidence. So as you guys know, one of the components that Operation Confidence does is housing. Um, and we do a lot of the housing advocacy work. And again, Charles has sent veterans, Taylor has sent veterans, Consuela, you know, uh, gets calls from vet and veterans and veterans' wives and female friends. And so we're, we're constantly working um, you know, together as a unit, but kind of in our own lanes together cumulatively to help um, these one-off calls we will get um, from loved ones and, and caregivers regarding veterans. And nine times out of 10, it's, it's regarding their housing, 
and or some sort of benefits. So right. what we wanted to do was we're trying to help Operation Confidence kind of move in a forward direction with the larger housing project that we're looking at is to put together some of those administrative tools that we're going to need to put together as we position ourselves for the bigger funding stream. So as we're talking about programs like SSVF and the HUD-VASH program, the housing program for veterans, uh, the HVRP programs, and other supportive services for veterans, um, we got to have some an infrastructure in place. So Anita was able to put together, and I, and I will love to show you guys um, what that looks like when we're uh, kind of meeting specifically about kind of what uh, some of those programs look like. But she has put together an intake form so that we can start keeping track of all of the numbers of veterans that we're, we're helping. Because again, whether it's answering the phone call today or making a phone call in for a referral to a program in the community, or just even um, being just, you know, a listening friend to a veteran on the other line, all of it's very important and we have to do a better job of keeping track of it. Um, because that's all part of the service points that you get when you're positioning yourself again to go after some of the grants and or government contracts. As Charles, I've been kind of uh, pulling into that world of, of uh, the federal government and so the resources that they offer for veterans specifically, whether it's entrepreneurial benefits and or, um, you know, in this case, like looking to build um, the organization into the housing realm. As we saw, there's lots of resources available on a federal level, but we've got to start putting together like the nuts and bolts. And so Consuela and I will be meeting very soon um, also to kind of talk about a budget and putting something in place so we can look at what would this program that she envisions look like from a financial perspective. Um, you know, we're starting with eight veterans, 16 veterans. Are we going women veterans? Are we going, um, you know, and so all that's good stuff. We're kind of moving, continue to move in a forward direction. So I just wanted to share that Anita has been instrumental in kind of helping with some of that work on the sidelines. And Anita, as you guys may or may not remember, has a housing background, but from the uh, administrative side of the fence, she's able to work with a lot of the applications, um, the, the, I forget, they don't call it pre procurement, but they call it um, uh, compliance. There we go. On the compliance side of the fence, because believe it or not, these housing programs, the paperwork is astronomical. And if there's a T that's not crossed or an I right. that's not dotted, your application is out and mm -hmm. back to the bottom of the pile. So Anita right. and I over the years have worked to house um, four veterans, um, which is amazing because we're doing this again under the umbrella of Operation Confidence. And it's a done in a part-time capacity as we get calls. But we figured out a system of how we can work to support the veterans that are falling through the cracks. Because those are the calls that we get, right? When they've already called all of the other larger organizations, maybe even some of the smaller ones, as we found recently, Charles and I maybe aren't uh, always moving in the direction we need them to move. But these veterans that call and reach out to us a lot of times have already tried unsuccessfully three and four times from other programs, other places, and still need help. And so you imagine that at that point, the desperation level, the frustration level, um, and losing hope at that point, um, a lot of times is, is what we're able to provide through a phone call or um, an email if we're you know able to help advocate or connect or reconnect to other resources. So Anita will be kind of coming back to the show to kind of give some updates um, as we continue to work together to, to support and house 
some of our um, homeless veterans. And then Teresa Gaspar, who you guys may or may not know, was also on the show once before. And she is a board member from PVA, and she's been very helpful um, with doing all of the housing stuff under the PVA umbrella for our veterans there who are struggling with housing. We just got a phone call last night. I was a little nervous because I was at a family event and I got a phone call from one of our members, which I usually don't get on a Saturday night at seven, but I was able to text Teresa to ask her if she was able to connect with him and she did. And so she was able to field the call. Like I said, it, it, at the moment, probably felt like the end of the world for the veteran because he did leave me a message and say he had an emergency. Um, but when I asked Teresa, it was his anxiety around renewing his housing paperwork. Mm -hmm. So something we could take care of, something, you know, very minute on the scale. But for him, you know, this phone call meant everything that somebody was there to to help him work through that, right? For him, probably just very uh, anxiety ridden thinking about, oh, no, you know, he just got housed. And what does this mean? So she was able to reassure him, kind of talk with him, um, kind of calm his, his, his fears a little bit. And now we'll move on, you know, to the to the next person. So she was she's also um, very interested in female veterans um, and, and, and it's very well connected to some um, very big resources in the, in the L.A. community as well. So she's also interested in coming on board to help and look at how we can help support more female vets. Teresa is a, a veteran. Anita is not. But Anita has a passion like Connie for working with veterans. And Anita's also been, like I said, the the one who's very involved with housing from a property manager side of the fence all the way to the compliance side of the fence. Whereas Teresa is a veteran. She's a Navy veteran and an Army veteran um, and has experienced some of the other traumas, unfortunately, that some of the women veterans in today's uh, day and age have experienced, unfortunately, in the military. So Teresa's able to offer sort of a, a, another layer of compassion and care um, having experienced some of the same um, misfortunes that some of the other female vets have also felt or experienced in the military. So, and that's very big um, for her to be able to share that experience with others as we kind of work together to help specifically the women vets. So between those two magnificent women, they have been helping me um, get a lot of this stuff, like I said, going. Um, we're working on trying to get more knowledgeable about um, these larger contracts, figure out how we can provide uh, housing and job placement, educational uh, you know, programming, and they're all there for veterans. And so it's a very exciting uh, conversation to have. And like I said, I kind of am roping Charles into some of that so we can kind of help figure out like kind of what the avenues become more familiar with the programs, number one. Um, and then figure out how we can connect Operation Confidence. Now, hasn't been easy. Connie can tell you, I bumped my head on, on a few of the closed doors that I thought were going to open a little bit more uh, easier for me. But this world of government contracting is a new one for me. And it's a big one because these are, you know, they range in size from small to very large in terms of grant grants are concerned. But um, it's a very, I think, a very promising option. Um, and we have several because we're doing something that not very many people are successfully doing. It's very hard to connect with the women veteran community. And I am a me member of the women veteran community. And even for me, it's difficult um, being able to reach and connect with each and every women veteran that I 
interface with. So the more resources we have at our disposal, the more um, you know, uh, community support and involvement, the easier it will be to provide these wraparound services. Because once these veterans surface, and in particular, the women veterans, if we don't wrap our arms around them when they surface, guess what? They're gone. And mm -hmm. it could be, you know, housing nine times out of 10 it is, but for, for um, so many others, it's much more than that, you know, and that goes into play, whether they're single women veterans or they're women veterans with children, um, are they, if they're homeless or at risk of becoming homeless, but the programs are there and we're, we're kind of learning um, where to access them and kind of how we can bring them over to Operation Confidence as we move forward with our housing, bigger housing project. So just wanted to share Great. that. Martha, I have a question. Uh, sure. Why do you think that uh, it's so hard to um, get with uh, and help women veterans? What would so, be and that's and, you know, and that's a good question. And that that's a question that Barbara Giordano Foundation, um, their executive director Virginia Giordano, who I'm also going to be bringing on the show um, very soon. Her and I have um, recently had that conversation to try to figure out what resources they can put into place to kind of help encourage more women. Um, I think the mental health um, resources are a big one that we need to provide or connect with someone to provide because dealing with the trauma of, you know, the military sexual trauma that many of the veterans have experienced and, you know, the racism, the sexism that many women also face in the military um, doesn't go away. You know, you, no. just because the event is over or it happened a long time ago, um, it's like pulling the Band-Aid off and then putting the Band-Aid back on, pulling it off. Right. Again, it falls off, comes off. So there has to be a, a constant support system in place. And mm -hmm. the Giordano Foundation offers these Zoom um, health and wellness uh, programs. And they're great. I've had a chance to attend probably about five or six of them. And they're non-traditional healing modalities. So they're not just the yoga, right? Cause we get a lot of yoga. Um, and we, you know, she's trying to come up with ones that not everyone else is doing. So she does uh, sound healing with the sound bells. She does the equine therapy, um, believe it or not with donkeys, they say are also another animal. Now this is kind of new, but she's on that cutting edge of like providing new alternative healing modalities to women veterans. And even she's struggling. So we're trying to partner together. And I think that this is what the answer is going to be because it's so hard to interface and sort of, I would say not so much interface because they show up, but to support them in a, a, a a whole fashion, a holistic fashion, and provide right. all of what they need help with at the same time. Um, it's it's going to take a collaboration of at least two or three programs, two or three organizations, larger organizations, um, and smaller ones to work together so that if they need this resource, you got that. If they need this resource, we got that. And together right. between the groups of us can provide and give them what they need because it just and Charles can kind of confirm even whether you're a male or a female veteran it's like when you need the help don't give me some you know red yeah. tape that I got to cut through for the Turn next around. two months to get the help that I needed two months ago 
because I didn't just got done cutting through all the red tape that took me two months to cut through. Well, since then, two other things have happened. And now I got a snowball of things that are happening because I'm over here waiting for, you know, and again, compliance is important and, and record keeping, absolutely. So that's why we're kind of coming up with some of these administrative tools. I need to put together a nice survey that might be kind of easier than the old school intake form, right? Mm -hmm. Three questions, four questions to capture the information and then boom, you get the resource. So that's one of the things that has to change. One of the things that, and I get it, it's a, it's, it's a balancing act, but we can do a better job. You know, it shouldn't take more than 30 days for a veteran, female or male, but in this case, a female veteran who we know only come around every so often to surface and ask for help. It's more important that we put those resources into place even more quickly. So that's one of the things that we've talked about um, collectively as the group is how we can collaborate with one another. And that's why I'm excited to bring her on board because I think she gets it. She's got that sort of like the, the creation idea and we've got the handful of women um, between you know the, the women of PVA and Operation Confidence, uh, female veterans. And we've got, you've got powerhouse women. You know, you've got the Dr. Kathy Cashes and the Dr. Yeah. Wayne Childresses, and it's a circle. So it's like those those high functioning superstar, all-star women right. vets who have mastered their way through, you know, this uh military of ours, then our full circle kind of holding hands with the other women that are maybe on still on that path of becoming the superstars that they can be. And we're supporting each other in a in a circle to where it doesn't always feel like I'm at the bottom and I'm struggling and I need help because here's these other women that we're connected with ha that have mm -hmm. been there too. Um, and that circle goes around. So I think we've got a couple of really good strategies in place here at Operation Confidence to sort of help address how we can continue to support our women veterans even more than maybe yeah, historically need, what they need been. a lot of help which we've had a few on the show and mm -hmm. the trauma that they've gone through is just heartbreaking you know yeah. along with losing their children or unable to provide for them homeless with kids it's just so sad you know and at the same time they're traumatized you know yeah. one component that we we're using since i have a background in fashion and, and cosmetology is using the beauty industry as a form of real 